freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome, one and all. You are listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website is whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website, of course, oraclebroadcasting.com. Today is Sunday, July 24th, 2011. This show is live here on Oracle every Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 4 to 6 p.m. Central. We have a good show lined up for you here tonight. We are going to be discussing the end goals of the occult esoteric agenda. What ultimately do the dominators of this world want to create? What is their dark new world order? What will it look like for humanity if it is completed? We're going to be delving deeply into the dark here tonight as sort of a finale in delving into the darkness because this show is going to be shifting toward solutions-oriented approaches in the coming weeks. So today we are going to focus on what the end goal is all about, the why behind the new world order as it is known. Before we do that, though, I want to make one quick event announcement before we go to the break here in the first short segment. The great activist group here in Philadelphia, Truth, Freedom, Prosperity, is hosting their monthly documentary screening and discussion night this coming Wednesday, July 27th at 7.15 p.m. They're going to be screening the documentary called The American Dream about the Federal Reserve System. This documentary is going to be shown at Media Bureau Studios. Media Bureau is at 725 North 4th Street. That is the corner of 4th and Brown Streets in the Northern Liberties section of Philadelphia. There will be a documentary uh, screening and then uh, following that there will be a discussion about the film and anybody that is interested in this great activist group 
We're attending the documentary screenings that they host at Media Bureau every month. Please see their full schedule and all of their activities on meetup.com. You can get there, get to their meetup group by going to the webpage www.truthfreedomprosperity.org. That's truthfreedomprosperity.org, a great activist group here in the Philadelphia area. I'm uh, honored to be involved with them and uh, take part in some of the um, the uh, implementation of the great events that they hold multiple times yearly here in the city of Philadelphia. So. We're coming up to the first break. On the other side of the break, we will be getting into what is the end game right here on What on Earth is Happening. Don't go anywhere, folks. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is What on Earth is Happening, and I'm your host, Mark Passio. Today on the show, we're going to be discussing the dark occult esoteric agenda. What is the end game of the dark occultists who are currently in control? What do they want to accomplish? Why are they doing what they are doing? This is sort of a roundup. This is sort of a... Um, an ending synthesis, if you will, of all of the things that we have been discussing since we moved our discussion into the darkness, into the methodologies of control. We've been talking about the methods of mind control for over a year on this show. And we're at the point where now we need to just basically get out there to people what is the end game? What is the reason, the why behind all of these controls that are put in place? What do these controllers expect to see? What do they want to create? What is the world that they are attempting to bring to fruition look like? What would it look like for us? That's what we're going to be talking about here on the show today. Before we do that, let me give the call-in numbers because I will be taking calls in a little while. Anyone feel free to call in. There are never any taboo topics here on What on Earth is Happening. The call-in number for the show, 866-841-1065. Once again, the call-in number, 866-841-1065 like to direct everyone up to my website at whatonearthishappening.com. There you will see some slides listed on the radio show page. You'll see them listed under images for today's show. These are accompanying images that go along with the talk for today. Probably not quite as necessary as some past shows where we've delved into symbolism and numerology, etc., but nonetheless, they provide a good visual feedback for the topics and ideas that will be being discussed here today. So let's jump right in. What we're talking about, if you take a look at image number one, is what I've simply labeled the agenda. And what this agenda is, is the end game of the dark occultists. 
the hidden controllers, again, the word occult simply meaning hidden, and the controllers who are currently basically at the top of the food chain when it comes to being able to control resources, being able to control people, being able to make things happen in our reality, largely because they have conditioned so many people's minds into the acceptance of certain basic fundamental axioms, fundamental underlying ways of seeing the world, taking it as read that something is just simply true, and that's just how it is. That's what an axiom basically is. And if they can convince enough people to function along those basic lines of thought, that in 99% of cases absolutely are not even remotely close to being true, they can control their behavior. That's what mind control is all about. Getting people to think a certain way so that they act a certain way. It's that simple. And if you know enough about how the human psyche works, how it's constructed, what the components of it are, what its motivations are, people's basic underlying drives, if you know enough about how all of those things function and simultaneously you have it within yourself that desire to control which is basically rooted in ego and rooted in materialism consciousness or I should say lack of consciousness okay basically ego identification and five sense material world identification if that's the level of consciousness that exists within a person that holds that much knowledge it's a piece of cake for them to control the many regardless of how few they may be so this first image really gives a great visual to what the dark new world order is all about because it's a image of hell I, I look at it and I can't help but think this looks uh, about like the last couple of days here in Philadelphia because man was it roasting hot. Uh, we got up over I believe 101 the last couple of days or 102 something like that and it's been pretty brutal here in, uh, in Philadelphia the last couple of days during this heat wave. Today it cooled down to uh, 96 degrees and it felt like a cool day outside in comparison to the last few days. But uh, that's what this image sort of brings to mind. But it's a, it's a vision of hell because that's ultimately what they're really trying to create as we'll talk about. So if we move on to the next image, I have a couple of quotes in here that I think do a good job of summing up um, what the New World Order is all about and what their basic modus operandi is. Douglas MacArthur is quoted as having said, our government has kept us in a perpetual state of fear, 
kept us in a continuous stampede of patriotic fervor with the cry of grave national emergency. Always there has been some terrible evil at home or some monstrous foreign power that was going to gobble us up if we did not blindly rally behind it. This is the basic way that the agenda always gets people to obey its bidding through fear, through the cry of there will be chaos if it isn't this way. And you know what, folks? Maybe to a certain extent that is true. Maybe there would be a certain amount of chaos. Have you ever really sat back and thought about it? If this horrific, out-of-control, corrupt government suddenly vanished or went away, what would the world be like in the short term at least? Do you think there would be chaos? Do you think that might be a good thing? See, we're so conditioned to fear this concept of chaos. We don't really understand what real chaos is. I've said many times before on the show, I don't fear chaos. I look at myself almost as an agent of chaos because I would rather there be learning that comes about through failure rather than perpetual ignorance through control. Think about it. Give it some serious consideration. And we'll continue this on the other side of this break. You are listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, folks. I was born a shotgun in my hands Behind the gun I'll make my final stand yeah. We're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're talking about the dark, occult, esoteric agenda. What is the occultist's endgame? What does their dark new world order look like? And what will it entail for the people of Earth if it comes to fruition? I was looking at uh, a quote by Douglas MacArthur that talked about governments just basically want to keep people in fear. That's the way they control you. That's the way they own your mind. You have to be in fear in order to help perpetuate this agenda. And I want to hammer that concept home, and I hope to give people a, a lot of food for thought in this show regarding just how much any given individual that may be listening to this broadcast is indeed helping the dark occultist's agenda, perhaps unknowingly, just by the fact of them fearing certain things. If you want to really make an impact to reverse this agenda 
and to bring true human freedom to this planet, you have to get out of fear, ladies and gentlemen. You can't fear anything. You can't fear one death. That's the top thing that you have to get over your fear of. You have to know definitively that there is no such thing. And no one can instill that knowledge in you. You have to arrive at it by delving into reality enough and going within enough. You can't fear what will happen to you as far as your situation in life is concerned. Oh, how will I end up? Where will I be living? What will the quality of my life be like if I do this or that or that? All of these fears have to be shed. Get out of the concept known as the hassle-free zone. That I just want to be left alone and I don't want to make any waves. So there's no hassle for me in my life. So nobody in an authority position will come along and tell me, you can't do that. So many people live in perpetual fear of these things. And in doing so, a lot of them are keeping their mouth closed. How about fear of what other people might think of us? Even within our own family. What about our spouses? What they may think? How might my relationship turn if I start talking about this kind of, these kind of issues that are going on in the world? Fear drives so much of our actions or our non-actions. And it's what's keeping the world in the state of slavery that it is in. And if you don't think that we exist as like basically animals on a farm and that this world is a gigantic prison, you're deluding yourself. Because we are not physically free. Some people may be mentally free and there's few, there are few and far between of those, let me tell you. But nobody here is physically free. Okay, you know, you, you look at the concept of a prison and jail guards. You know, the jail guards aren't f physically free. They're in the same cage. They're in the cage with the other prisoners. The people who think that they're going to continue to control people, you know, they're bound in the same basic prison system. They're in the same state of mind control, of mental control, in a mental cage as the other people they're attempting to control. Which is why in order for you to have the attitude that you're going to control somebody else or that even control is good in any way as opposed to truly properly educating someone, no matter how hard that may be to do, as long as you're of the opinion that control is better than true education. I would suggest that is a mental prison in and of itself. And ultimately, you're putting the shackles on yourself. And I would suggest anybody that thinks that there's any such thing as government and that all government isn't mind control is in that state of mind. And that's mind control. 
Because if you think you're going to solve problems through control, you're delusional. We looked at what fear leading to control creates, leading to the desire to control creates. It creates chaos, which is what we have. We have a world filled with chaos. Now, there's this other quality of chaos that I referred to in the last segment, which is the idea that once your belief systems, once your systems of thought have calcified to a certain extent, and you've held on to them even though for so long, even though they don't serve who and what we really are, when you finally begin to let go of them. If enough people have held on to these erroneous belief systems for long enough, there may be a transitional period that is quite chaotic where people have to relearn natural law, where people have to relearn what reality really is and how it really operates and what the generative principle of our reality really is, what drives the things that that we are actually creating ourselves, the causal factors that we talked so much about in the early stages of this show that create what we are experiencing. We're always working with those causal factors. We're always engaging them. We are always creating the reality that we experience, whether we know it or not, whether we understand how those laws function or not. Yes, maybe there might be a... a, transitional chaotic period when certain systems crumble before new ways of being in the world arise. And I say that's a good thing. There is such a thing as a good form of chaos and it should not be feared. And I say this because I think we're really getting ready to enter a period like that. I don't, I'm not saying it's coming next week or next month. I'm just saying it's coming. Don't react to it with fear. It should be embraced because it's a sign of something better coming on the, over the horizon. The worst thing that could happen is things stay the way that they are and continue to go along that route, which is toward more centralization of control. And a way that they do it, we talked about it over the last several weeks, chaos sorcery, also known as problem-reaction-solution or the Hegelian dialectic. Hermann Goering, the Nazi, Luftwaffe, he said, naturally, the common people don't want war, neither in Russia nor England nor, for that matter, in Germany. That's understood. But after all, it's the leaders of the country who determine the policy. And it is always a simple matter to drag people along, whether it's a democracy, a fascist dictatorship, a parliament, or a communist dictatorship. We'll pick this quote up on the other side of the break, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We're delving into how the controllers keep people in the state of fear that enables them to enact their agenda. We'll pick this up on the other side. Don't go anywhere. This is What on Earth is Happening.
Okay, folks, we're back. This is What on Earth is Happening. And before the break, I was reading a quote by the uh, captain of the Luftwaffe, Hermann Göring, during the uh, Nazi Third Reich. He said, to paraphrase, doesn't matter whether the common people want war or not. It's a simple matter for... Uh, uh, since leaders of a country determine the agenda, it's a simple matter to bring the people to the bidding of the leaders. doesn't matter what kind of government it is. Okay, And to continue to quote him, he says, voice or no voice, the people can always be brought to the bidding of the leaders. That is easy. All you have to do is tell them they are being attacked and denounce the peacemakers for lack of patriotism and exposing the country to danger. It works the same in any country. Goring perfectly understood how fear will lead to the desire to control and get people to basically want to lay down their natural inherent rights and freedoms in order to be protected because they fear chaos. Therefore, if you can create chaos, you are instilling that fear and it's a endless cycle. It's a perpetual loop. Then the people cry out for more control. You take more of their freedom away, create some more chaos, get the reaction, take more of their freedom away. Just like 9-11. This is exactly what happened on 9-11. Create the problem, wait for the reaction that is in complete fear and crying out for something to be done and then propose the solution which is ultimately what you wanted to do all along which was instill completely un-American, unconstitutional controls like the Patriot Act and then denounce anybody, oh, if you, and they, you name it that, you put that word on it even though it has nothing to do with real patriotism, you put that word on it and you denounce anybody that doesn't want to go along with it as unpatriotic. And this was done in pre-World War II Germany. Hitler had his secret police burn down the parliamentary building, the Reichstag, blame it on the communists. So he could impose new legislation called the Enabling Act and basically take away the people's rights and be able to do things that are completely against natural law because that's ultimately what these dominators want they want a world that's not ruled by natural law they want a world that's ruled by their own law where they can do whatever they want and tell other people what they may or may not do it's it's as simple as that that's what man's law is designed to do and always has been designed to do People who are under this erroneous, mistaken impression that man's law was set up for some wonderful purpose, once again, you're delusional. I don't know how, how much more blunt I could say it. If you think governments are supposed to be, or supposed to be originally set up truly to care for the people, forget it. Get that notion out of your mind because it's a wishful pipe dream. Governments have always been about nothing but mind control. 
that is evidenced by the word itself, which we've gone over many times, means mind control. Gubernare plus mente, to control the mind. That's what governments are there for, to keep people in fear, to justify their own existence. Because after all, who will protect us? See, that's the entire crux of the problem. People feel that it's someone else's responsibility to grant them protection. They don't understand what protection is created by. They don't understand that principle. They think someone could give you protection. No one can give you protection, ladies and gentlemen. Impossible. Impossible. Protection is created through adherence to natural law principles. The end, period, for all time. Bang your fists against the desk, pound your head against the wall, you're never going to change that. If you don't understand that, you're helping create the dark new world order. If you do not understand that protection cannot be granted from one person to another, cannot be given, that it is created, whether we are in compliance with natural law or whether we are completely trouncing natural law. If we are in compliance with it, protection is granted by the universe. If we are not in compliance with natural law, if we're not living in harmony with natural law, then all protection is removed, is withdrawn by the universe. That's how the generative principle works, folks. And get as stark raving mad as you want about that. It will never change as long as you operate in the three-dimensional space-time universe that we're in. And like I, I've said before, once you figure a way out of that, let me know. Because I'd like to go somewhere else too. So, as long as we're operating here, let's find out how this place operates. And work in harmony with its laws as opposed to working against them and creating suffering for ourselves. But once again, one in a thousand people are going to understand that because people are in too much ego to accept that this place simply has laws, we're eternally bound by them, and that does not mean that that makes the universe a prison. See, this is the mindset of the dark occultists, and I'm telling you that's their mindset. I'm not asking you to believe it. I'm not telling you that that's what I think their mindset is. Since I worked with these individuals, I'm telling you I know that's their mindset. I'm simply telling you that's what their mindset is. I don't care whether you believe it or not. They think that the universe is a prison and they want to be the ruler of the prison. They don't care what, what all that um, complete antithesis of natural law creates. They don't care. They would rather rule in hell than 
be bound by natural law in a paradise that could be created if only we lived in harmony with that natural law. And that's why one of the first sections, I think next week what I'm going to do on the show is I'm going to have an entire show dedicated to what the religion of the occultist truly is. And it's going to be the last segment on the dark. Then when we move into the light and the solutions, I'm going to have many shows at the very beginning of that section that do nothing but break down natural law. It's going to be like the natural law presentation that I gave, but I'm going to extend it out and really delve into what natural law is, how it works, how it operates in our lives, and give examples of things that are in compliance with it and things that are in complete disharmony with it. So that people gain a better understanding of what natural law really is because that's the ultimate solution. If we don't have that as the foundational basis of our solution-oriented approaches toward the dark new world order, we'll never create the light new world order. It will not happen, folks, without that deep understanding of natural law. And that takes a long time to understand because there's a lot of unlearning that needs to be done. There's a lot of things people are vehemently grasping, clinging onto as if for dear life when that's the very poison that's destroying them. And no one wants to hear that. They want to see the world through rose-colored glasses and be told, told everything is bunny rabbits and daisies. They don't want to be told they're doing anything wrong. So, let's move on with the presentation for today, but that's what's coming up. I think next week I'll do an entire show based on what is the ideology of Satanism and dark Luciferianism, because that's the religion of the dark New World Order. And people don't have a firm enough understanding of what the true dark religion is. It's called the old religion. And I'm going to break it down here next week. We'll be hearing some tenets of it this week as we move further into looking at this dark agenda. Stay with us, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. We'll be back after these words. We're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Today's topic is the dark new world order. What is the end game? What is their esoteric agenda? And I think it can be summed up by former FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover, who by no means, please don't think that this is a, and it was in any way any sort of a good human being because he was one of the... Uh, demons that are running amok until he, I think, very late in his life, he began to realize what he was truly a part of and a party to. And uh, he said that the individual is handicapped by coming face to face with a conspiracy so monstrous he cannot believe it exists. 
the American mind simply has not come to a realization of the evil which has been introduced into our midst. It rejects even the assumption that human creatures could espouse a philosophy which must ultimately destroy all that is good and decent. A perfect summation of what the dark occult is all about. And he uses the word conspiracy. Now, probably one of the methodologies of mind control I should have included is the use of words themselves. But this is so pervasive, it's really nested in every other form of mind control. The world is controlled through words. I've said this probably a hundred times on the show. We need to make a study of words to understand what we are actually saying when we speak. So studying linguistics, studying etymology, studying ancient languages is actually critical to the decoding of our world. And the idea of the word conspiracy is mind control in and of itself, as most people think of the meaning of this word. Just when you go up to someone and play a word association game with 9 out of 10 people, you say the word conspiracy and they will think theory. That's the first word that will come back to their mind. That, that will come out of their mouth when they play a word association game. When in fact, if we break down the word into its constituent elements and then we look at the etymology of those elements, we can find out what the word really means. So the, the prefix con comes from the Latin language, and it basically means with or together. With or together is what con means. To, so to connect means to bind together or put together. Okay? Con means together or with. And then the second part of the word, which I've put a little uh, dictionary window up from a program that defines it, is spiro, spiro, spirare in Latin. And this is the, the verb which means to breathe or to live. See, br the breath was always looked at as in just about all ancient uh, forms of um, spiritual traditions. The breath was always looked at as the quality of life that is infusing the individual because if you stop breathing you die it's pretty simple to arrive at the understanding of why the breath is looked at as the life-giving force so spiro which is the root of spirit means to breathe to be infused with spirit or life force is to breathe very, very simple to understand as long as we have the, the etymologies of these words at hand, why these things were named as such. It's not that difficult. So, all conspiro or conspiracy means is to live and breathe together. To be of the same spirit. That's it. And you could simply extrapolate that a little bit further 
And basically, that means to have the same goal in mind. That's it. You are living for the same purpose. You are moving toward the same goal. And of course, that's what a conspiracy is. Those who operate together toward a similar goal. That's it. So we need to be deconditioned as a culture about things as simple about what the words we are speaking mean. If we're ever going to make any headway or progress toward real freedom. Because as long as we're under these, this mind control game when it comes to what words mean, we're not even on the same page when we're talking about a concept. You say something and the word comes out of your mouth and when it leaves, you have a meaning that you have in mind for it. But when it strikes the other person's eardrum and goes into their brain and gets decoded, they think you're talking about something completely different. This is the inherent limitation of language. Which is why we need a new living language that really is the language called veritas or truth where people can grasp what you're saying just by the nature of how fervently you know that that is the truth and that you're committed to it. You're dedicated to it and that's all you're dedicated to. People will get that sense if you have enough conviction when it comes to speaking and espousing the truth. So conspirators or sorcerers, as I've called them throughout this show, their main goal is to keep people in fear. Because as long as you're in fear, you're in the R complex of the brain. You're in the lower base brain, the reptile brain. We've talked about this extensively in former podcasts. And if you're in that base brain and that's where you operate, you're actions can be controlled like a puppet master controlling a puppet on strings. I can't stress that enough over and over again. Fear is their main modus operandi. And uh, we're going to get to who some of the most fearful individuals in the world are. And it could be said these occultists themselves are some of the most fearful individuals in the world because they are afraid to unleash the true power of the human potential. They're afraid of what it will mean for them. They might have to uh, really actually do some work in the world, you know? If food doesn't uh, completely grow and distribute itself. You know, structures that we may need don't automatically build themselves. They want everything done for them. And most of all, they don't want to really do the real great work of truly morally educating people. That's the thing they want all uh, responsibility from. They want no, no part in that responsibility. So they're people who run away from something that is a challenge. They're, they're not really courageous individuals. They may be intelligent individuals. They may have willpower. But do they really have heart or courage? I would suggest that they're in some of the deepest states of fear. But I'm going to talk about some groups of people who are in even more fear than them, certainly. And they're people who we look at as having courage. 
when in fact it's exactly the other way around. And I think that the more advanced listeners already understand who I'm talking about and will be talking about later on in the show. Ben Franklin said that those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. And he, he's using these words very specifically and has chosen the words specifically. He is saying they deserve neither. And I'm in wholehearted agreement with this statement. As harsh as that statement may seem to some, if you will give up your freedom to be safe, you deserve your enslavement. The end. You deserve it. People will say, how can you say somebody deserves to be enslaved, deserves to be a slave? Well, if they're so stupid that they would give up their freedom to be, quote, protected by someone else, you don't deserve to be free. You deserve to be a kept pet. And that's what most people are. The problem is that state of mind is affecting people's freedom who really understand what freedom is and want it more than anything else. Therefore, that makes staying in that state of mind morally unacceptable. We'll get back and pick this up on the other side of the break. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Stay with us, folks. person ever did or said and that's not the case I can bring up a quote that I wholeheartedly concur with and I don't have to agree with everything that that person did or said during their life you know because the founding fathers kept slaves they were enlightened in some respects and they were completely shut down in other respects that doesn't mean I can't respect the good things that they did while saying they were completely stupid to think that human rights extended only to some people and not to all people. I mean, that's completely ass backwards, to put it bluntly. That you, you believe that some people should be completely free and sovereign and uh, while simultaneously believing in the concept of slavery for other people that you considered three-fifths of a human being. I mean, this is nonsense. Sheer nonsense. It, it, uh, it confounds me. It makes me wonder how someone could be so enlightened on one hand and so completely in the dark on the other hand. It's an enigma. And certain enigmas, it just is better not to try to figure it out, why they were like that. Take the good and leave the bad. It's simple. Same thing, I can quote something from a tradition and say, I, I agree with that teaching. And it doesn't mean I have to embrace the entire tradition. I don't look at, I have any one tradition that I adhere to. My approach towards spirituality is an integral one, meaning I take all of the most positive, powerful, and beneficial and empowering things from every tradition I study and combine them to form a, a new approach to being in the world. 
That's it. And that's what our challenge is. You, you get down into an ism, you get down into a box, consciousness gets shut down. And that's what they want. They want you to uh, uh, subscribe to isms and belief systems instead of saying, no, I'll take an integral approach and take the best from every aspect and put it together in a way that truly serves who and what we really are. So Franklin understood the concept of what the controllers try to do to create fear so that they can take away rights. And this is just what happened in the, with the Patriot Act. It's just what happened with, you know, 9-11. That's all it was there for. And it's there also for other agendas so that we can go and wage war in other countries. Project the big fear of the, 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 uh, the boogeyman coming to get us from, from other countries. So we can send our troops who are in, in tremendous amounts of fear and constantly living in that R complex of the brain to go and act as the uh, militant arm of this dark occult agenda, going and taking whatever resources they tell them to go and take and to kill whatever people they tell them to go and kill. And they'll do it for a paycheck, for a pittance. They'll do it because they want to feel better about themselves by harming other people because ultimately deep down inside people like that hate themselves and that's a painful thing to hear and we'll be talking about it more this hour don't go anywhere folks we'll be right back Okay, we're back, folks. Let's pick it right back up. We were talking about how the dominators use fear to get other people to react and then go and do their bidding as a result because they promise them protections and they promise that if they'll just do what they tell them to do, that the chaos will go away. And some of the most fearful people that continue to do these things for a paycheck are police and military. And though it may be painful to hear, these are the people who are really enacting the agenda of the New World Order, the dark New World Order. People don't want to hear that. They want to continue to give these people uh, um, the right, I guess you could say. They want to continue to give them carte blanche to just continue to abdicate their personal responsibility for what they are creating in the world. That's what they want to do. They don't want to pin the responsibility squarely upon the shoulders of the most fearful people in the world because their fear is creating hell on earth, which is ultimately what their agenda is. The loss of all human freedom and a machine world where people just do things without emotion. And they're doing this just because they're in fear. And the thing that they're in fear of the most, and I'm, I'm telling you this, folks, this is key to understand this. Go back to the show where I talked about, in the podcast archive, to the show where I talked about the primal fears. Okay? 
it's it's critical to understand this. I believe it was podcast number 19. Go back to that and understand how these primal fears are all intertwined and ultimately they're all they're all the fear of chaos. The fear of darkness, the fear of predators, the fear of abandonment by the dominator father figure, big daddy, the government, okay? Oh, we can't have all of these people, these predators running around. We can't we need protection from them because that's what the government provides, protection from all the bad guys. And if we don't have that, there'll be chaos. And that fear is what's embedded in the brain of men and women. But mostly, that fear is most of all embedded in the brains of men. They're the people who are falling for this the most because men have to enact this dominator agenda. Male police and male military officers are ultimately who is enacting the control mechanism. They're the ones doing it. They're not planning it. They're not planners. They're not thinkers. They're all too happy to admit they're not thinkers. See, they think that if they say, I don't think about what I do, I just do it, or I don't make the decision to do it, I just take the action, that that somehow magically absolves them from the responsibility of the harm that they create. And the rights that they are stepping on daily when they swore an oath to protect rights. And it all comes down to, folks, and I'm going to start to get harsh here, so if you don't like that, turn the show off. It all comes down to they're dumb people. And I'm sick of dumb people. And you should be sick of dumb people too. And when you are finally get fed up with dumb people, you understand the only real thing to do is to properly attempt to morally educate dumb people. And the problem is not enough people are doing that great work. That's the problem. That's why the dark new world order is being created. Not enough people know enough and care enough to become teachers of this information. And that's why we're in a big, big problem and a big mess. And the numbers are, the people who think that like the huge numbers of people are waking up, they're delusional too. There's a pittance of awake people, folks, in comparison to how many people are on the earth. Don't delude yourself into thinking that this is some kind of gigantic thing. We are a seed at best. And I'm not saying that to be negative. I'm saying that to be honest. I'm not trying to instill fear or promote the idea of doom and gloom. I'm being honest. The amount of people who understand even a fraction of what I talk about on this show is next to nothing. And you could say, oh, you're being too harsh and critical of people. Fine. That's what I, that's the dynamics as I see it. And people, you know, get upset about that, about hearing that because they want to be told that everything is wonderful. I'm not here to tell people what I think they want to hear or what they want to hear. I'm here to attempt to tell people the truth. We need to reach these people who are in fear, folks. And the only way we're going to reach them is by truly, properly 
morally educating them about what natural law is and what rights are and what rights are not. And the people out there doing the job of police and military, which is supposed to ostensibly be to protect rights, don't even know what rights are. They do not know what rights are, and I would sit them down face-to-face right in front of them and tell them to their face, you do not know what rights are. If you knew what rights are, you would not be doing that job. You would be an educator if you knew what rights are. The only reason you do that job is because you are the most fearful individuals in the world. The police and the military are the most fearful groups of people. They're in more fear than the dark occultists themselves. And that's hard to do, folks. That's pretty hard to do. Because if you understand their worldview and how sick and twisted and destructive it is, and you understand that the only people that could possibly put that worldview into manifestation for them would have to be in even more fear than they are. In a smaller cage, in a smaller mental cage than they are themselves. It's pretty bad when you think about how destroyed these people's minds have to be to continue to do what they're doing. They're putting themselves and their own children in chains in chains. That's what this agenda is about. And they continue to do it for a false god called a dollar bill, a paycheck, money, something that doesn't even exist. It exists as digits on a screen, a digital digital digit on a screen someplace. That's what you're willing to take shackles and put them on the arms and legs of your own child. A disgrace. These people are a disgrace. And the problem is they're isolated. They're isolated from other segments of the community. They have their own little groupings and then nobody else hangs out with them. And they they go out and drink together and they go out and party together and they hang together and they have their own little families which they perpetuate their abuse that they that they put out to the people. They perpetuate that in their own little families hoping nobody ever discovers it. But there are people who know what's really going on in their minds. I know because I've been at a place like that and worse. That's why I know. We'll pick this up on the other side and we'll take calls. Hopefully I'll give the call in number when we come back. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Be right back, folks. All right, we're back on whatonearthishappening.com. And I got a little heavy and intense in the last segment, but hey, I haven't done that in a while. So sometimes you got to just put that vitriol out there and get it out of your system. But I, I stand by everything I said. And, uh, you know, there is a word for people who will cooperate with an agenda that is based in pure evil and chaos. And they're a house slave. And if you don't know what that is or what it means, read some information about the Civil War era and what house slaves actually did to other slaves. Enacted the master's controls upon them in brutal and vicious ways just so they can get an extra blanket. 
or maybe be able to sleep in the house, in the shed, out behind the house, you know, or have their food that, uh, that there might be a little bit more on the plate and it might be a little bit hotter than the other slaves' food that got to sleep out in the field. And it's, it's, all, it's ultimately a total disgrace because you're willing to do that to your own kind. I can't even imagine. Let me, let me tell you something, folks. When I was a black-hearted Satanist, I still didn't have that attitude. I still then, even then, cooperating with this agenda, okay, I still didn't have the attitude that I want to go and beat down my fellow man like that. I wanted, I, yeah, I had the attitude, eugenics is a good idea and we should eliminate people, but not to a point where, where I thought I want to be a controller and get to just take out my aggressions on other people as long as the master leaves me alone a little bit. I never, ever, ever thought like that. It takes a special kind of person, if you know what I mean, to even have that kind of a mentality. I mean, these people really think they're the real controllers, apparently. They think that there's no one in the hierarchy above them and they're allowed to do whatever they want. They're in the same cage as everybody else. And they need to know it. Unfortunately, not enough people are willing to speak to these people and educate them. And they're unwilling to listen. Which is why sometimes I think we're just on a collision course. And it's not going to be pretty. But more people need to start speaking about this and trying to educate people according to these principles. I can't emphasize that enough. Voltaire, the philosopher, who I don't agree with everything he talked about either, but I do agree with this particular quote. He said, those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. And that's what these individuals are doing. Through their completely erroneous beliefs that are instilled in them through fear, namely through the fear of chaos, they're committing atrocities in the world. And they're committing atrocities against natural law. And some of those atrocities you could see on slide 11, torture, war, putting other people in, in states of fear, homelessness, destroyed countries, etc. And this is what our military and police do, folks, ultimately. They don't protect anybody. They never protected me a day in my life. Harmony with natural law protects me. Nobody in a uniform protects me. Nobody in a uniform protects me. Let me say that loud and clearly. Natural law, adherence to natural law principles is the only thing that generates protection. That's what keeps me safe. But nobody in a uniform toting a gun keeps me safe. And I'll tell that right... If, let me tell you something. If my grandfather came back to life who served in the military, I would tell that to his face. And again, people will say that as, seem that as, as harsh. They'll think that that's harsh. I'm not afraid to look somebody in the eye who I know is misled and tell them that they're misled. That's one of the differences between me and other people. 
who don't want to be confrontational, who think all confrontation is a bad thing, direct telling of the truth to someone else's face is a bad thing and turns them off. No, it's not, folks. This is mind control. People need to hear this to their face so it can, so that the universe can know it was said to them. It was said to them. They will not have an out. They will not have the ability to say, oh, I never, no one ever told me that. Speak it to their faces. Speak it to their faces, folks. One in 10,000 people will take that advice because most people are, are afraid. Most people are in fear of these people. You can only be in fear of these people if you love the flesh. If you are in, engrossed and in love with this physical reality so much that you would ultimately give up your soul to continue to be in it. Me, I don't care what they do to my body. I'm speaking the truth no matter what happens to my physical body and I'll tell that to anyone alive. And I'm, I'm being intense on this show deliberately because there's a reason. Because this agenda is closer than anybody realizes. And what it is ultimately about is your soul. That's what it's about. This isn't just about control. This is about the soul, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it's about. Make no mistake about it. And I'm on the correct side of that equation. And yes, there is sides when it comes to that equation. Either you're on the right side or you're on the sinister side. And the right side is adherence to natural law, which is God's law when it comes down to it. That's the law of the universe, the law of creation. And if you're going against that, you're going against the supreme force that is the all, that is that is underlies everything, that is the basis of all life. And good luck with that. Enjoy what you get as a result. I, for one, will be on the other side of that journey, heading in the right direction toward the light. Another house slave puppet, David Rockefeller, who, you know, clearly envisions himself as one of the masters when he's on strings as well, said, made this statement at a, um, I believe it was a meeting of the uh, uh, Council on Foreign Relations. He said, we are grateful to the Washington Post, the New York Times, Time Magazine, and other great publications whose directors have attended our meetings and respected their promises of discretion for almost 40 years. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subjected to the light of lights of publicity during those years. But the world is now more sophisticated and prepared to march toward a world government. The supranational sovereignty of an intellectual elite and world bankers is surely preferable to the national auto-determination practiced in past centuries. The hubris of this slave. The hubris 
of this slave. People think that this is one of the dominators and controllers. That Those are the words of a slave. Thanking other slaves for not saying anything about these slaves planning the slavery of the people of the earth. Imagine that. Thanking the media for their complicity in hiding this agenda and continue to tell people this is all just conjecture and theory. We'll be back on the other side, folks. Stay with us. We're back, folks. We have a lot of callers on the line. I'm going to get to you in the next segment. Please be patient. I know people have uh, maybe maybe uh, the volume of calls is in reaction to uh, some of the vitriol that I've spouted in the last couple of segments. But uh, we'll open up the phones in the next segment. In this one, I'm going to attempt to define what this agenda really is that the house slave David Rockefeller uh, calls the international bankers plan for the world in the quote that I read in the last segment well what it really is folks is global Babylon the global Nazi regime the global big brother society it's the Nazi regime on steroids and advanced for the 21st century it's global Babylon it's Government and religion coming together as one. And next week, as I promised, we're going to be looking at what the religion, and yes, the occultists who essentially are in control of this planet have a religion, ladies and gentlemen. Make no mistake about it. They have a religion. And their idea is to put that religion upon the people of the earth. And you know what? They've largely done it. It isn't even about a coming world order. It's about that we're in one that we're trying to take down and reverse. Because largely they've already succeeded in implementing their agenda and implementing their religion globally. Because their religion is Satanism and dark Luciferianism. That's what their religion is. And most people have no idea what the tenets of those religions are. They have no idea what they encompass, what their belief systems are, what their ideology is. So I'm going to do a whole show on that next week, which is going to be tough to cover that topic in the space of one show, but I'll do my best. They want to dissolve national borders and national sovereignty so that they can create blocks of nations, super super states, as they're known, because this makes decision-making easier and easier to centralize and you can put power in fewer and fewer hands so you only need to install a smaller number of puppets to control. It's like, you know, the idea of the spinning uh, plates on, on, on the, uh, the metal, metal uh, you know, spokes and, uh, you know, the, the person doing this parlor trick needs to uh, keep the the dishes spinning, well, it's a, it's a lot easier if you only have a few. 
you have a whole lot, you're not going to be able to keep that kind of control and order so easily. But if you narrow it down and narrow it down until eventually you only have like three plates to spin, it's easy to keep them all going perpetually. And if you have one, it becomes a piece of cake, which is ultimately what they're trying to move these supranational states to. A one world government. And in doing that, they want to implement a one world army, a one world bank, and a one world financial system that is controlled by chips, microchips. To what end, someone might ask. And that's because if you go against what the dictates of that one world regime happen to be at any given time, they can cut off your ability to engage in any kind of commerce. And by commerce, I don't mean the legal definition of commerce. I'm talking about purchasing anything, buying food, buying a house, buying a car. They want to take the ability of anybody to transact and conduct business in the, in the physical reality away from any individuals that go against their agenda. And unfortunately, the stupid people of Earth will give them this ability unless we wake up real soon because we're already largely doing that. Anybody that doesn't want to pay taxes can barely work. I don't want to give my tax mo- I don't want to give money paid through taxes to child pedophiles. Call me a weirdo, I don't know, but you know, I have a problem with giving the ability to continue uh, raping children to people. I don't know, that might make me crazy. Maybe I'm just nuts. But I happen to know these people are are child pedophiles. And then they're telling me I need to give them a certain amount of what I make? No, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Not going to happen in this lifetime. You, you're, you're raping and murdering children, but I'm going to need to pay you a certain amount of what I make. Right, that'll happen. Not a penny, ladies and gentlemen. Not one. They want a surveillance state. And they've largely achieved that, where everybody's watching everybody at all times, and there's cameras everywhere, and everybody's in fear of what might happen. And it's all there just to control people's actions and behavior. That's it. They want the removal of any sense of empathy. The removal of any sense of empathy is key to the enactment of this dark New World Order occult agenda. And it is a dark occult agenda. And people who still don't think that the occult, that dark occultism lies behind this agenda and think it's all political or all, all financial, you are delusional children. Delusional children. Because this is it, folks. I'm laying it all on the line in, these ne- in this week and next week before... I begin the transition of, okay, practically, what can we do about this now? That's what it's going to, that's what the rest of the, the shows that I do are going to be about. So I want you to understand where these people's mindset is before we start to go into the solutions. And they want the sacred feminine murdered. 
They want it dead. They want your ability to feel dead. And that's why the antidepressant drugs are so important to their agenda. Drugging of children, removing their natural innate essence, their creative capability, their empathy, their imagination, which is the key to all of this. You can't imagine your way out of a scenario. You can never create any reality that's different from the direction you're heading. And that's why we're heading in this direction seemingly irreversibly. They have succeeded largely in destroying the human imagination. We need to imagine our way out of this, ladies and gentlemen. And you can't do that if the right brain is shut down through drugs. You can't do that if the sacred feminine inside of each of us has been murdered and we don't care and we don't empathize with other people just because as long as I'm getting my paycheck, I don't care. And you know how many people think like that? The vast majority. Don't delude yourself into thinking that most people just wouldn't do anything for the right amount of money. They'd stab their own mother in the back and jack the knife. And yeah, that's painful to hear, and it's harsh, and it's harsh language. It's reality. That's what is. Acknowledge it, and then start to do something about it. Instead of saying, oh, I don't want to hear that. That's too negative. This, this new age nonsense thinking, that that brings more of what you're talking about. No, the acknowledgement of a fist coming toward your jaw will give you the ability to duck out of the way of it. And believe me, there's more than a fist coming at our jaw. There's a, a locomotive heading toward it. Ultimately, they want a population that can't see what's right before their eyes because they're entranced. They're in a state of mind control. And that they have become willing sheep led to the slaughter. And that's what most Americans are. Again, if the founding fathers came back to life and saw what this country has become, they would vomit. They, they would vomit in their mouth, to be quite frank and, and blunt about it. That's what the founding fathers of this country would do. They told you that you needed to hold on to the republic, that you needed to protect it if you wanted to preserve it. A republic if you can keep it, was Franklin's words as he left uh, Independence Mall. If you can keep it, well, you can't keep it in a state of fear. You can't keep it in a state of sheep herd mentality. You certainly can't keep it with the kind of educational system that we have. You certainly can't keep it with the kind of food that most people eat. All of these things need solutions. We need to transition away from these outmoded systems and towards ones that truly serve who we are. Ultimately, they want people in a state where they are puppets or golems, golems, as in the movie Lord of the Rings. And we'll talk about this symbolism for a bit, and I'll wrap up the agenda before we get to the calls in the last segment. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening? Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back with a wrap-up and your calls after these messages. We're back, folks. Last segment of What on Earth is Happening. 
I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com, is talking about the concept of what the occultists ultimately want to create in people, and that is the state of a golem. What is a golem? What is a creature that has been made through the desire to control, the desire to accumulate material power, the desire for wealth, the desire for control and influence over other people, for things, totally rooted in the material realm. He loves the ring, Gollum, in Lord of the Rings. He worships it. He calls it his precious. And he'll do anything to protect it, yet that's the power of evil. It's the power of control. It's made of gold, this illusory thing called money. It's not real alchemical gold. It can't be destroyed anyway by casting it back into, from whence it was forged in the fires of fear. It has, fear needs to be immolated. As long as you have fear about what's going to happen to you in your physical body, that's what we started with, you're a slave, period. And you will always be a slave. The eugenicist Julian Huxley put it best. He said a really efficient totalitarian state would be one which the all-powerful executive of political bosses and their army of managers control a population of slaves who do not have to be coerced because they love their servitude. Boy, ladies and gentlemen, this sounds exactly like my family and probably many of yours. And don't think it doesn't pain me to have to say that so bluntly and plainly and right out in the light of day, but it's the truth. And again, I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to be a, for there to be a popularity contest or to be liked. I'm here to tell people what's really going on, hence the name of the show. This is what they've largely succeeded in, and this is what our work is to undo. And I'm, I'm telling you, folks, if you think that this is all just a political thing or financial thing. Once again, I can't stress enough. Next week, listen to the show, and I'm going to explain the religion of these people. Plato said that the price good men pay for indifference to public affairs is to be ruled by evil men. Meaning if you don't care, if you don't employ the generative principle, ultimately you're going to end up a slave and be ruled by evil. Care is the underlying dynamic that creates our reality, the generative principle. And that's what the New World Order equates to, the, the dark New World Order, slavery. They want a hell on earth. Quite frankly, that's what it is. A prison from whence there is no escape because all avenues of escape have been cut off. And everybody within the prison is simultaneously a master and a slave. It's just a matter of degrees and levels of who they're in control of. And I've left these last couple of slides for the last concepts that I want to convey. The dark new world order cannot be constructed without the military and the police. This is the dark occultist minions, and it's the people they hate the most. If you want to see more extensive work on this topic, 
You could look at my presentation from the Free Your Mind Conference, available on at freeyourmindconference.com. I do a presentation that covers the occult mockery of these individuals. The dark occultists hate the military and the police more than anyone else in the world. And I'm telling you this from firsthand experience being in rooms with them when they are talking about these individuals. And I'm telling you, they mock them at every turn and they loathe these people more than they loathe anyone. Because they're, they look at it like, imagine you would do it to your own kind. You'd put your own children in shackles for the money that's fake that we would give to you. And, and they, it's not even, they know that they're using them for that agenda and, and they despise them for it. They despise them for it. I know that's hard to even imagine, but that's, that's how they think of them. They call them our dogs. That's their name for these people. They consider them their pets, our dogs. We're going to sick our dogs that we have on a leash. They're not free. They're slaves. They're animals. They're pets. Pets is how these people view these people. The dark occultists view these people as pets, period. And you know what? They are. They are their pets. Because anybody that would take away human freedom for a paycheck is a pet, is a dog on a leash. And more so what they are is clones. Just like in the Stormtroopers in Star Wars, we find out in the uh, second series of Star Wars movies that ultimately what lies underneath that Stormtrooper mask is all the same face. Because they all come from one individual who has been cloned. So all of the individuality has been robbed from them. They are no longer an individual, a unique individual with a conscience and feelings and their thoughts of their own. They are all clones. Or another way of putting it is they're all dupes. They've been duped. See, they're duplicates. And that's exactly what has happened with those people in uniform. All of them, bar none, with no exceptions. If they're still in that uniform, they're a dupe. And they're the people who are enacting this agenda of slavery. They're the actual agents of the manifestation of that agenda. Because without them, it could not happen. So you think about that, ladies and gentlemen, before you buy into this whole, there's a lot of good cops out there, there's a lot of good soldiers out there, mind control nonsense. Anybody that does that as opposed to being an educator about the truth is helping the dark occultists complete their agenda. And that's just the harsh reality. That's the harsh reality of the situation we're in, ladies and gentlemen. And the situation we are in is called the apocalypse. And that's a mind control term that is meant to be something bad when in fact it's something majestic and magnificent. Because all it means, it comes from the Greek language, apo, meaning to take away or to remove, and kalyptain, meaning to cover or to conceal. So what the apocalyptain 
or apocalypse is, is the removal of the covering, the removal of the veil, the unveiling or the revealing of that which was once concealed and hidden, meaning bringing the occult forward into the light of day, making the hidden the known. And I've said it before and I'll say it again and it should be a tagline of this show. The people of this planet will never be free until the occult is no longer the occult. Let's go to the phones. Here we go. Caller, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Yes, hello? Yes, you're live on the hello? air. Yes, sir, you're live on the air. I've tried to uh, explain the New World Order to my family and talk about the occult. And, and they have recently sent me to a mental institution for a psychiatric evaluation. How long? Do you think that my parents? How long ago did this did that happen? Is this mo well, modern? I was, or? For, I was in there for a month. And, and do you think that my parents might be brainwashed by well, the how, occult? How, how, old, how old were you when that happened? That they, they were able well, to, to put to commit you legally. Well, they were able to do that. Well, I smoke a lot of pot. And I'm not so smart, so I agreed to it. So they sent me to the, the mental health institution because I tried to talk to them about the occult and 9-11 and the chemtrails. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, ultimately, people, if they're truly balanced and can put this out there in the correct ways and help people to understand it through a tapestry of information, they will not be perceived as such because they're able to tell the truth in a way that can be understood clearly. Okay, it's been called hermeneutics. It's the ability to put things into simple language. You can't come off as somebody that is mentally imbalanced. And if other modes of your behavior contribute to that perception, it's, it's gonna create that perception. Here we go. Last caller, you take us out. Caller? We'll have to wait until next week. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have time for. We delved into the occult esoteric agenda. Next week, the religion of the dark occultists explained here on What on Earth is Happening.